You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back to Empire of Rust, the one and only and still the singular Transformers RPG podcast. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe by the time we go live with this episode, maybe there'll be another one. Who knows? I can't say. All I know is right now, we are it. Ain't that right, Matt? Yes. Yes, indeed. So I want to talk about something before we get into Season 2 over here. Everyone likes Transformers, right? Yeah. Everyone listening to this does. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got some really confused electricians in the audience. <laughs> what about Legos? You guys like Legos? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not stepping on them. Yeah. That's a good safety tip. <laughs> what if we could combine Legos and Transformers? Leg formers more than you want to step on. <laughs> So in the last couple of years, uh, with the the Siege and Earthrising Kingdom lines, Hasbro has released a couple of Transformers that effectively break apart. They're they're parts formers pretty much. So you so you you to transform them, you separate them, transform the individual pieces, and put them back together in a particular configuration. So one of the the big examples of this is a, a is a bot called Ironworks. Is actually based off of an old MicroMaster base, and I think Mike, you actually have uh, the the MicroMaster that he was um, uh, like the redone MicroMaster in that big set you bought. Oh yeah, the little yellow truck thing, like the yellow uh, like like truck cab thing. Yeah, I think so. That is the actual like figure that they uh, the the new figure they made for it, but. The MicroMaster base is called Ironworks as well, and it transforms from a bot, and then you take it apart, and you can turn it into, like, this defense tower, and then this kind of quarry thing. And Hasbro's been releasing a bunch of these things, uh, uh, things that turn from, like, ships and weapons into into figures and take apart, and things that turn from, like, bases into into uh, figures that can be taken apart. And the, with the Kingdom line, they have released uh, fossilizers, which are essentially skeletons of dinosaurs that can be taken apart and do the same thing. So what do you guys think? Like, Is this something that you'd be interested in picking up and, and putting together? Are you selling this stuff to us? Or? I'm sold. Yeah, sounds cool. <laughs> right. So to get this straight, these Transformers break apart. On purpose? <laughs> yep. Are you sure they they weren't just like shoddily made? <laughs> Poor quality. I'm pretty sure they went through the whole Q, uh, QA process. Okay, all right. So it, it is a a marketing thing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It from the pictures that you sh- you're sharing with us. Uh, I'm looking at it, and it reminds me a bit of. Uh, Micronauts. Yeah, yeah. Way, mm. way back in the day, they had figures that went inside vehicles, and the vehicles were all kind of modular, so you could make different vehicles and and things out of the parts because each of the sets were were modular and could you know they could all fit together in different ways. So 
it was kind of the same concept, Lego like uh toys. Just bigger, more defined parts. Less blocky. I don't know. I mean I've a lot of really cool products over the years have been that sort of thing. So if it was like real transformers that do the same thing, it seems like it's hard to miss, you know. Yeah, I mean these are all completely official, so hundred percent Hasbro. I think they're you know, conceptually they're neat. I'm I'm not the type of person I don't tend to buy stuff like this. Yeah, I just I just don't have a place to put them or, you know, like time to play with them. So it's like neat as an idea, just not my thing. That's fair. It's like I feel the same way about like quality cars. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, like if I had money and a place to put them, then yeah, I might be interested in that, but I don't, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't done much collecting for a couple of years, a few years since I don't have a display place at the moment. So but yeah. I I don't imagine this stuff would be I mean, other than just having it for the sake of having it would be uh, a really good collectible thing because of the the ability to change it around so much. It's it's more something that you want to play with and see what you can make out of it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of value in that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I used to play with my Robolinks. Like, I think that you get at least much time out of that than, you know... Something that you build is building is universally popular when you talk about playing with stuff. So, I mean, yeah, hard to it's hard to usually makes things better depending on you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, the 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 Lego concept is so basic that any toy is possible with enough pieces. Now, you guys want to have an aside if you guys anyone wants to feel old right now. Apparently, they're now storing Transformers in the Smithsonian. As some sort of cultural artifact. Really? Well, according to the movies, they already have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a few, even. Yeah. Is age a prerequisite for getting something into the Smithsonian? I thought it was just like no cultural, cultural relevance, relevance, really. So, I mean, in a way, it actually makes sense, but it's a it's a still a bit surreal. Yeah, they they probably saw an uptick in uh, in visitors when the Transformers movie came out, and then they're like, oh, well. It, uh, you know, visitorship is falling off again. Hey, let's. It worked before. Let's put some actual transformers in there. See if that'll draw them in. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it was a political decision? <laughs> Speaking of political decisions, I don't like where you're going with this. We had one hell of an ending to season one, didn't we? Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, we did. You think we can do even better for season two? Not a chance, but we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Keep it up. <laughs> now, it's, it's, there's always a, it's, it's just a classic case of diminishing returns. Like, you know, I promise the, the death scenes will be a hundred percent more climactic or anticlimactic. <laughs> or. We just need to find a big dog. No, no, no. Enough with the dog. I'm a, I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. I caught it. <laughs> Leave the dogs out of it. Six weeks have passed since Quick Switch was beaten. Six weeks since the downfall of Cybertron first. Six weeks to let the city heal and move on from the horrors inflicted upon it by someone who should have been its protector. 
The revelation that Quick Switch was a traitor shook the faith in Iacon's provisional government, forcing Starscream to at last open the leadership to free elections. The sound of Circuit's news broadcast cuts into your audio receptors. As yet another candidate throws themselves into the ring for the position of ruler of Cybertron. With the elections already underway, three candidates are rising to the top. Starscream, the titan chosen ruler of the planet, holds the lead amongst neutrals and has strong support amongst the colonists of Divusian and Eucharist. But he has stiff opposition from the former Autobot and Decepticon factions. The former don't trust him and the latter outright despise him. Windblade, the current representative of Caminus, has won the hearts and minds of many bots due to her close association with the Autobot leader, Optimus Prime. The colonies, free from civil war, haven't lost their devotion and admiration of the Primes. This gives her strong support amongst the colonists, especially those from Caminus, and the acceptance of many former Autobots. Lastly, the newcomer to this race is Ambassador Sweetspot of Velocitron. As one of the heroes who brought down Cybertron first, he enjoys popular support among a wide range of native and immigrant Cybertronians. But most folk love his supporters are the former Decepticons, who consider him a hero for bringing down former Minister Quickswitch, a noted Autobot war hero. Time will tell if his lane for every speed campaign message will resonate with Cybertronians. Other candidates include Fast Track of Delta on Velocitron, Depth Charge of the Wave Walkers of Eucharis, Damascus of Iacon, and Lord Scourge of the Scale Walkers of Eucharis. But without popular support, these candidates are unlikely to go far. We go live to Iacon Speedway, where Candidate Sweetspot is about to hold the latest of his race side chats. Sweet Spot, you are roaring down the speedway. Come, ac- come across a tight turn, switch into low gear. Gun your engine a bit as you drift into the straightaway. You hit the straightaway, switch into high gear, and you let it rip going down the straightaway as fast as you can. Give me a piloting check. Piloting check, eh? All right, that doesn't seem like it would be much problem. In fact, it's right up my alley, right in my lane. If you uh, want to know the truth of it, I should probably stop talking and just get it on to the... Sounds like you might need an emissions check, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 34 is uh, my pilot in check. 34? Was that a 20? That was not a 20. No, it was a 34. Did you hear him? (laughs) (laughs) I meant was it a natural 20. You know what I mean. I don't have to. All right, 34. Gun your engine, and you are just racing down that straightaway. From behind you, you hear the sounds of an engine. Whoever it is just just made their turn, and they just hit the straightaway as well. I think I know that sound. Who's coming up behind you? Let's check my rear view. Blue Shift is coming up behind. I knew it. I knew I knew that engine. Mike, go ahead and roll some piloting checks for Blue Shift. Blue Shift get a 24. 24. It's not bad. It's respectable. It's no 34, though. It's no 34. You gun your engine, too, and you slide right up 
behind Sweet Spot. You're, you keep trying to pass him, but Sweet Spot's a uh, he's, he's experienced racer. You want to get a, get on the inside before the next turn comes up, but Sweet Spot keeps dodging and weaving left and right, left and right, keeping you in his slipstream. He keeps letting it rip, so... <laughs> Sweet Spot, you finish up the straightaway, and you are taking the next turn. You switch yourself into low gear again, and you drift yourself around that turn. Nice and smooth. Give me one more piloting check. You got it, my friend. Nice to see we finally let Blue Shift out of the container. <laughs> All right, that would be a 32 right there. That's a 32. You handle that turn with ease. You get a little bit close on the, as you're getting to the end of the turn there, but you know what? You go ahead and you turn yourself right into your drift and straighten yourself out once the turn is done. You're in the straightaway again, and you are ready to gun it. Blue Shift, you're about to hit that turn. You weren't able to get inside of Sweet Spot's, uh, Sweet Spot's turn in there, so let's give it one more shot. Give me a, give me a piloting track over there. All right, here we go, here we go. Here's my chance, here's my chance. 23. 23. Ooh, Sweet Spot is just a little bit too experienced, and he cuts tight across your path. You try to get inside his turn, but he still stays in front of you. My gears this sure is fun. Straightaway is coming up on this one, and you can see the finish line ahead of you. Give me one last piloting, piloting check, sweet spot. Coming right up. No kid, it's pretty nice when you don't have tires, you don't have to worry about the friction. But then again, you don't have grip like I do. 36. Damn, sweet spot. Zip, 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 zoom. All right, Blue Shift, this is your last chance. You can both see the straightaway, both see the finish line coming up. All you gotta do is gun your engine as fast as you can possibly do it. Give me a piloting check. Here we go. I'm coming for you, sweet spot. Come on, show me what you got, kid. 26. That's not too bad. Do you have a plus 21 in your piloting check? That's insane. There's a lot of stuff that stacks. Okay, Blue Shift, you're, you're gu- you gun your engine. It looks like you're, you're gonna try and, and squeeze around him to the left-hand side. But sweet spot knows what you're gonna do. He knows your moves. And he slides to the left, slides to the right, and you <laughs> ride his bumper all the way right to the finish line. Ooh, that show was fun. Oh, yes, indeed it was. Ah, uh, smart move, drifting like that. Man, I sure like the, uh, the, the cleanup I got on uh, my internal parts. Yeah, you seem to be running a lot smoother. Oh yeah, yeah. Had some work done. Give you a little sneak peek. I'll uh, pull. I'll pull one of the uh, stickers off of the actual headlight. <laughs> Check Ooh, that out. That's a shiny light you have there. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm going to keep that as a pr- uh, surprise for later. Oh, all right. I won't tell anybody. Are those? Are those pasties? <laughs> <laughs> A little more work, they'll actually be able to turn on. (laughs) Two of you pull into the staging area uh, right at the the finish line. Sweet spot, you transform and you head on up to the stage. And the din is nearly deafening as a crowd of reporters and onlookers clamor for the newly announced candidate's attention. 
to your right stands Carapace, acting as your de facto bodyguard, standing stoic while the crowd yells out questions and demands. Ambassador! 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 Uh, Circuit, right there in the front. This is Circuit, the Icon News Network. Do you think a foreigner like yourself can truly understand the needs of Cybertron? I think I've made it uh, perfectly clear that I don't consider myself a foreigner any longer. I am merely a latecomer, and uh, this is uh, my what I would consider my second home. Go ahead and roll up a diplomacy check. Ooh. A skill I have not used in quite some time. A 28. And with that, the it looks like the, the crowd is kind of on your side on this one. It's like, all right, all right, yeah, we, we, you get it. So you're, you're, you know, you're, you're just as Cybertronian as, uh, as the rest of us, as we are. The crowd calls out uh, for more. Ambassador, over here, over here to the side, uh, Ambassador, over yes, here. Yes, uh, you, on, on the left. This is Nitro for Velocitronian News. Are you concerned at all about your support from the former Decepticon faction? Uh, Nitro, uh, I believe, what's the name? Yes? Yes, that's right. I would like to clarify, because I don't think that you are familiar with my complete uh, political platform. I am a Transformer. Uh, Those bots that are supporting me, you may call Decepticons. They may call themselves Decepticons, but I see them as Transformers. I am being supported by Transformers, because I am running to help all Transformers. The fact that I defeated a... A bot that was formerly associated with the Autobots should make a difference. He was a Transformer who was a villain. I merely took down, with the help of my friends, a villain. Give me a diplomacy check. Okay. That's a 20. So you're not quite certain if the the crowd is on your side on this one. You get the sense that uh, there's still some hesitation uh, in regards to the the Decepticon faction, and if and if former Decepticons are going to support you, you know they're they're still a little concerned. Like, did he did he do something? Is is you know like like what's the what's the story? What's the deal? Well, it's so. six weeks six weeks later. I I hope. All the facts have come through transparency. They have. Uh, it's just that, like I said, the, the, you're not certain if the crowd is on your side on this one. Uh, once you, uh, you answer the question, the crowd then, again, starts calling out, Over here, Ambassador, over on the side, over here. And someone's trying to raise his hand as, as high as possible. Uh, you there, new fella. This is Snail's, Snail's Pace from Eucharist. You had a... Your, your former campaign message was a, a lane for every speed when you're on Velocitron. Why the change? Uh, a lane for every speed is a noble sentiment uh, to Velocitronians, uh, but having visited a few other colonies along the way and come back here to Cybertron, uh, Cybertron uh, I have found that there are many more problems that are concerning to the general population of Transformers, and therefore that is what I had to do. I had to change for all Transformers, not just Velocitronians. The sentiment is noble, and uh, those that uh, wish to govern on uh, Velocitron, I I hope they would take that platform to heart, because I do believe in its uh, core value. However, Transformers are Transformers, and they all deserve to be equally treated and have an equal shot at happiness and prosperity. Give me a diplomacy check, if you'd please. Just did. 
already rolled this a 26 right there. 26? Yeah, you think they're, uh, you think your message got across on that one. So you see a, a bunch of uh, heads nod, and it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah, I, I can I can see why he, he changed his message on that one. Yeah, I don't have anything in common with Velocitronians, but you know, I, I can get behind this message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's, let's do this. So the crowd continues to, to ask questions. You see uh, someone off on your your left-hand side. Ambassador, one Ambassador, more, over one here. One more, uh, you there. Last question. Uh, this is uh, this is Vixian from Caminus. Uh, any truth to the rumors that you used nitro speedsters in your youth? Uh, those are unfounded <laughs> exaggerations. Uh, what I did in my youth was perfect my ability... Uh, to gain speed in the shortest amount of distance. However, as uh, many of uh, my my uh, classmate bots and uh, uh, young uh, in my younger days, my sponsors can attest to, uh, my control over cornering was not at its peak at that time. Uh, I have had many uh, bumps and uh, dings uh, kind of worked out of of my body in in those early years it was not due to the uh the ingestion of any foreign substances it was merely my lack of control in my youth questions will continue for as long as you allow them and as the day turns into evening the two of you uh, make your way to the exit Carapace, what have I talked to you about? Could you please not say boo, sweet spot, whenever I'm talking? Thank you. <laughs> just just because you don't have an actual mouth actuator doesn't mean I can't tell it's you speaking. <laughs> uh, Carapace, you can make a uh, two culture checks, if you'd like. Okay, I am not the best at those, but... Uh, so I have a 12 and a 15. That is actually enough to, to tell kind of what's going on. Um, you were privy to the uh, the announcement that just came on the airwaves a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And you recognize two of the names. Uh, Depth Charge and Lord Scourge are both uh, from uh, Eucharis. Yep. Depth Charge is one of the most influential of the Wavewalkers, and one of the very few who isn't isolationist. Uh, typically, the Wavewalker tribe separates itself from the rest of the planet, and most of them prefer not to deal with problems that only affect the land-dwelling animals of the world. Sure. Uh, but it is unusual that a, a, a Wavewalker has, has any kind of political intent or political ambition. You haven't really heard a whole lot about him, aside from the fact that he is one of the, not leaders, leaders is the wrong word, but one of the more uh, recognized uh, uh, bots within the Wavewalker tribe. Okay. Uh, Lord Scourge, though, you are actually very familiar with. Uh, He's a warrior of the Scalewalker tribe. Uh, He rules a section of the jungle of Eucharis with an iron fist putting down any dissension to his word with cruel efficiency. So, so, I, res- so I respect him. <laughs> well, sure. But to his followers, he's a noble lord and a staunch defender of his territory and his people. Uh, now, Carapace, you actually owe him a nominal allegiance as both you and Rex lived on the edge of his territory for many years. 
Uh, although you didn't interact with him much, his reputation alone kept away other factions of the Scalewalkers tribe. Sure. And was probably the reason that Rex was able to live in, in peace for as long as he did. Right. And as you can imagine, he is a, a very strong individual to be able to command that much territory. Sure. Do we, uh, is his form known? Uh, it is a giant three-headed dog. Of course it is. So he's like a a Cerberus then. It's it's more of a Cerberus. More dragon-like than dog-like. Okay. But yeah, it's it's very close to a a Cerberus kind of vibe. You would say that it is more uh, more dragon-like because he is the leader of the Scale Walkers. Right, right. If he was a dog, he'd be a a Fur Walker instead. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, just sounds like a a general uh, concept. Like, while I understand why... Sweet Spot is trying to do what he's he's doing, like his whole like inclusionism, we're all one sort of thing. As a Yukarin, I'm very comfortable with tribalism. Like, you know, like I'm okay with, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I don't have to, I don't feel bad if I'm better than somebody or, you know, it's just like, to me, it's just like, well, if they're strong, then they're worthy. You know, it's, it's one of those sort of things. So like, I don't get it because I don't care enough, but it's at the same time, like, I understand it. It's just that, you know, when people are proud of being an Autobot or a Decepticon or a whatever, like, I'm okay with that. Like, I, that doesn't, I don't think that makes us weaker. Sure. Absolutely. You are not put on this earth to get it, Carapace. <laughs> <laughs> Low pan. So the two of you are walking out from the Iacon Speedway. Uh, when a familiar-looking bus pulls up next to you guys. Sweet spot! (sighs) I'm kind of hiding halfway behind Carapace, my fingers (laughs) on the bridge of my nose, just squinting away the headache that is approaching, and then I'll put on the happy face. Hey, Steve! How you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great over here. Hey, listen, there is... I'd like to talk to you about something. Uh, can I uh, give you a lift somewhere and we can just have a quick chat on the way? Uh, Carapace, do we have time for this? Uh, sense motive. Uh, uh, 19. How do, do... What do I... What, is, what does he actually want to be true? <laughs> I'm kind of hoping to uh, avoid contact with uh, Steve Buscemi, but uh, you're well within your rights to to force me in, in with him. It feels like whatever he wants to talk to you about is important to him. It doesn't feel like he's being deceptive or anything. Okay. Um, no, it was hard for him to keep a secret. I remember that much about him. Yeah, no, it, it was. It was more. I was reading you, not not Busatron. Yeah, I, what what is what is sweet spot? Like, does he is he just like, oh god, I fucking don't want to deal with this guy. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of that way, but I I know we have no other plans, and we probably could use a lift. Sure. I mean, it's not like you can fly faster than he can, but whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm curious to what he has to say. Okay, uh, sure, Steve. Let's uh, let's take a little trip down memory lane. We'll climb on board, have a have a nice seat, assuming that there's not a whole bunch of other people 
also <laughs> on the bus <laughs> that he doesn't mind sharing with. <laughs> nope, Steve is empty. So the two of you climb uh, up into uh, Steve Buscemi, and you will uh, you will head off into the evening. Wildstrike streaks across the skyline of Iacon, afterburners leaving a trail through the atmosphere of the planet as he races towards the newly finished Central Archive, the repository of Cybertronian records and knowledge. During the Senate era, before Megatron's revolution, the Archive was the home for scientific study. Uh, bots from across the planet would wait cycles for an opening to spend even an hour studying its vast data vaults. But the war took its toll, and much of the Archive's content was lost, taken and deleted by vandals. But once the Cybertronian people began to return, they contributed their knowledge and the information gathered from millions of years of travel, starting a new Archive. The recent unrest with Cybertron First delayed the completion of the repository, but with Starscream's leadership, the vault has been completed, and requests have been pouring in from throughout the city for access. Uh, the waiting line is already over a hundred cycles long, but fame has its privileges. Your own request for access was granted by Starscream himself, along with a personal note attached. For my favorite lieutenant, let's never forget who our friends are. Man, even his notes are whiny. <laughs> just thinking that. You approach the building, nose first, going speeds that are far too fast, and pull up at the last moment, eliciting a shriek from the passenger in your cockpit. A tiny Pythagoras carrying a dollhouse-sized magnum in his alt mode. So which one is shrieking, Pythagoras or magnum? <laughs> I'll, I'll let Matt decide that. <laughs> Which one do you think, Bub? Yeah. Magnum doesn't shriek. Uh, uh, he just his voice doesn't go there. The two of you land outside the archive and enter the building. Uh, you split up. Wild Strike heading to the military records section on the lower levels, and Magnum looking into the stellar cartography section on the topmost floor. Anything you want to say to each other before you split up? Do I know why he's here or I'm here? Uh, Wildstrike, you are looking for information on uh, the Mangarai Offensive, uh, along with the Vault of Stars. And Magnum, you are uh, looking to find the oldest uh, star charts in Cybertron's history to try and examine that data crystal. Okay. So, should we uh, meet at the cafe in about an hour? Yeah, that sounds good. If I come across any star charts, I'll let you know. All right, thank you. I'll let you know if I uh, notice any curtains. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be helpful. Isn't it like the curtains of stars or the <laughs> tapestry of stars? It, it's the vault of stars, but that's all right. <laughs> it could You're never going to know if it's genuine stupidity or not. <laughs> oh, no, we We know. We know. <laughs> Wildstrike, you spend an hour or so kind of looking into the Mangarai offensive. 
uh, hoping that it will lead to some information on uh, on the Vault of Stars, the, the enigmat- enigmatic Decepticon research facility that you were transferred to after the campaign. You find nothing on the Vault, but you find significant information on Mangarai. Troop movement, deployment orders, and casualty lists, mostly from the Autobot perspective. But on one of the casualty lists, you see a couple of surprising names. Tremor, Tiltfire, and down at the bottom of the list, Seeker Lieutenant Wildstrike of Nyon. Confirmed kill by Sandstorm of the Pavex Plateau. And the date is mere days before your transfer to the Vault of Stars. Okay, that's interesting. So they faked our deaths. So this is a very secretive place then. Mm. I'm sure it'd be very difficult to find information in a archive like this on the Vault of Stars. Go ahead and make a computer's check. Uh, no. <laughs> Not trained? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fair enough. Maybe uh, maybe you need to get a bit of help with this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you brought Magnum. Or Pythagoras, <laughs> at least. Spend whatever other time I have looking to, for more information, but I'm assuming I don't find any more, so I will meet up with uh, Magnum and Pythagoras. So, yep, hours up. You uh, head over to maybe a, a quick little... Energon hole. <laughs> Sweet. Somewhere near the archive. Just a divot. So any luck with your with your search there? Uh, not much luck. I found a little bit of information, but not what I was looking for. Mm. You're good at that stuff, though, right? Of course. What can I do for you? Do you mind taking a look for me? Not at all. Yeah, I'll uh, hand over the data pad with the information on there. This is what I found. Like I said, not much for what I was looking for. But a little information. I'll do a computer's check on it. So I got 20 plus... Man, just 20. (laughs) Uh, you're, You're looking at this, and you're convinced that this is not a forgery. Like, this is not incorrect information or anything. Whoever entered the, the data here, uh, this actually came from like a confirmed casualty list from the, from the war. Hmm. Does it say, have any details of what the confirmation was? I mean... You understand that uh, casualty lists generally require, uh, generally require confirmation. So like, your name is only going to go on to a casualty list if a body is present. It's not based on rumors or anything, so even if uh, uh, if Sandstorm had said, yep, yeah, I killed him, uh, that wouldn't be enough to get you on the list. Like there was, there was an actual body present in order for him to get on the list. Huh. All right. Any uh, images, photos, information attached? Biographical details? Uh, yeah, I imagine there would be. All right. Do I see any images of dead Wildstrike? Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Everything about the information that you're getting, it seems like it is accurate. Now, obviously, you know that it's not accurate because Wildstrike is standing in front of you, or you think Wildstrike is standing in front of you. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. 
But yes, everything about this reads like it is 100% accurate. The the images of Tremor and Tiltfire match the, the two that you saw before. Because they were around, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we ran into them recently, too, didn't we? Yeah. We killed one of them, if I remember correctly. Um, maybe. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you guys don't stay dead. I'm pretty certain both of them were alive at the end of it. <laughs> You're pretty lively for a dead guy. Uh, yeah, what do you make of it? Can we tell what type of injury that the, he has there in the picture? Uh, yeah, a uh, a straight shot uh, straight through his spark. Mm. Looks to be from a very high-powered gun, maybe a sniper rifle of some kind, but yeah, it, it's a, a straight shot like directly through the spark. It, it, it looks like whoever did this uh, was a... a skilled marksman, and knew their way around a weapon. Uh, we have a bit of a puzzle here, Swat Strike. I don't, I don't suppose you ever remember getting shot like that. I don't remember this at all. Do, uh, is there any information like that would be sort of like the equivalent of like DNA or fingerprints on file? For Wild Strike? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine there would be. Uh, like, for example, like the Spark Signature... Uh, the makeup of the uh, the metal of his body, like a, metal, a metallurgical analysis, stuff like that. Uh, spark frequency are spark frequencies are fairly unique as well, so that is a potential uh, potential thing. Is that in the morgue? Is this is this frequency in the morgue report? Don't think it would be, uh, because a casualty list really is about just. Uh, uh, Confirming that the person is actually dead or not, like they wouldn't have done a like an autopsy or anything for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so either you were killed and you're not you, or someone else was killed and made to look like you, or you were killed and regenerated somehow. Do you remember what you were doing? Not just me. Not to, oh yeah, it's true. You're right. What do you What do you remember about this date and time, if you can? Nothing at all. Oh, so it's just a blank. It's a blank. It was brought up to me, but uh, that's why I'm looking into it to see what's, what was going on. Apparently, um, I was transferred to a research facility days before this, or days after this. Uh, they wanted to make sure that no one knew where you were going, apparently. That's what I'm thinking. It's a pretty good fake job in that case. I wonder if this sandstorm knows more about it. If he's still alive. Good thinking. Um, Go ahead and make a culture check. I'll, I'll assist. Thank you. Plus two. I must say, Wildstrike, uh, for someone who's just seen the equivalent of their own tombstone, you're handling this quite well. Tomb <laughs> <laughs> tombstone. It's like uh, his own autopsy. <laughs> culture. It's all just confusing. Yeah. Wild Strike's a friggin' seeker, like the elite of the Decepticon army. You, you don't just... He, he's unflappable. Yeah. <laughs> Wild Strike's hardcore. Uh, so that means it would be a seven, uh, a 24? 24, and you're looking for... Uh, you're looking about Sandstorm specifically, correct? Correct. You remember reading on a police report a little while back about uh, Sandstorm, and you pull up your connection to uh, the Icon Central Database and into the ISS building and take a look at uh, the records. So Sandstorm was an Autobot wrecker 
the wreckers are effectively like a, a, an Autobot, like special forces squad. Uh, they're the ones sent in to deal with like the worst of the the problems that the Autobot army dealt with. Uh, this includes stopping hundreds of Decepticons, of course, bringing down like the biggest Decepticons, the worst of them. Uh, but Sandstorm was a member of the Wreckers uh, when the war ended. After that, he developed this an aggravated sense of responsibility where he blamed both the Decepticons and Autobots for not for not paying the price for some of the horrors that they dealt that they dealt during the war. So what happened was he started hunting down both Autobots and Decepticons who committed war crimes and like war atrocities and executed them. Uh, he actually ended up fighting Optimus Prime himself uh, a couple of years back, and he was beaten by Prime and arrested. So, Magnum, when you take a look at his arrest record, it shows that he was imprisoned, but it doesn't show where. And when you start poking into it and trying to figure out, hey, where is, where is he now? Uh, it comes back as you don't have the correct clearance for it. Yeah, I need to take this up higher. Yeah, I don't just about to talk to you. Oh, good. Can um, I ask a, a, a quick question just because you guys might actually think of this? If I recall correctly, has any of us looked up the what the harmonium is? I haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, that's on the list. That's what Magnum was doing. Oh, okay, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that somebody was on top of it, because I was curious as to what that was. <laughs> oh, thanks for taking a look. Did you have any luck in your search? Still need to do some looking. All right, well, if I can help you with any of that, let me know. Thank you. <sighs> if Sandstorm's around, what are the chances he might want to finish the job? It's possible, but I think we'd see a lot more. Deaths associated with him. Yeah. He wouldn't be hiding out. Well, he certainly knows you're alive at this point. Yeah. I say we go talk to Ironheart. All right. Sounds like a plan. I guess that's what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, you going to Ironheart or just giving him a call? What are you going to do? Call him as we're walking towards the building. This is Ironhide. Is that you, Wildstrike? It is. What can I do for you? Uh, if you're not too busy, I have a favor to ask of you. Sure, what do you need? Information on Sandstorm. We, uh, we know he's imprisoned, but we don't have the clearance to find out where. Let me go ahead and pull up his record. I remember when he came in, Prime beat the, beat the snot out of him. Uh, and uh, a minute or so passes, you can kind of hear Ironhide trying to, like, look up, uh, you can hear him accessing his uh, database, trying to, you know, pull up some information for you. Uh, and he comes back on. I, I don't know how to tell you this, Wildstrike, but I don't have the clearance for this. What? There's only one person in the government who has the ability to classify something beyond my clearance level, and that's Starscream. I don't know why Sandstorm's arrest and where he, his current location would be classified. There's no reason for it. But I, I can't access this. 
That's disturbing. What's your 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 plan for this uh, wild strike? I I've been trying to get in touch with Starscream for uh, for a few days now, but his office just keeps blowing me off. I can't imagine he'd uh, he'd answer you any any sooner. But why don't we just go visit him? Kick down the door. <laughs> I think the only way of getting some information out of him is uh, getting this information is to get it out of Starscream. If it is Starscream who who st- who put the the classified material together on this. Yeah, I'll have to uh, call his people and make an appointment then. Sorry I couldn't help you there, Wild Strike. Oh, uh, that's fine. It's very unusual. Thank you for checking. I hide out. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, what's old Squeaky up to, I wonder? <laughs> well, let's see if he'll take a call. <laughs> Do those digits. Try to call his office. This is the office of Starscream. This is Wildstrike calling to uh, discuss some information with Starscream. And I know he's very busy, but I would appreciate Please hold. it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It takes a, a minute or so, uh, but the next voice you hear on the comm is actually Starscream's. Oh. And sweet spot in the background. All right, we'll we'll catch up with you later, Starscream. All right, take care now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is an unexpected pleasure. Tell me, what can I do for my favorite lieutenant? Indeed, I wasn't expecting to talk to you directly. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, any time. Us seekers need to stick together, after all. I agree. Uh, I have uh, I have a question that I believe you may know the answer to. Uh, I'm looking on information on a bot named Sandstorm. And as far as I could find, he's imprisoned. Well, we don't have the clearance to check that. Sandstorm is a unique situation. I will make you a deal, though. I will get you access to Sandstorm. But in return, I need a favor from you. That seems fair. Bad news coming, Indy. <laughs> he could ask, him, he could ask it... him to pick up some milk and it would sound sinister. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, every time I hear Starscream talk, I just envision him, like, spreading peanut butter over bread really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You know. prefer chunky or food. Because <laughs> whichever one you choose, he's going to give you the other one. Because he's that kind of guy. <laughs> oh, God, I wish Chris Lotto was still around. I just want to hear him say that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Were you expecting the other? <laughs> I am going to need you and your team to go on a mission for me. I am going to announce it to the four of you shortly, but what I want you to do is to use your influence to make certain that everyone agrees to go and to conduct this mission. Okay. I can do that. 
very well. Uh, you take a look down at your comm, and an address uh, just popped up on it. I will let security know that you are to be expected, and I expect that you will keep everything in there you see to yourself. Understood. And you take a look at the the uh, address there, and it's uh, not it's not too far. It it's uh, it's probably about ten to twelve blocks away or so. I mean, Cybertronian blocks, so they are kind of large. Uh, but it is actually within like the bounds of Metroplex. Okay. Starscream out. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, is it me or does he just get more charming every time? Indeed. I can listen to those dulcet tones all day. I can't tell if you're being serious or if you're joking. I'm not sure I know anymore. <laughs> so, did he give you this guinea there? Well, he gave me an address. So I might as well go check it out. I don't think he would uh, allow me to take uh, a visitor as well, so... What's this mission that we're going to have to do for him? Do we have to, like, kill a, you know, a nursery or, you know... Wait for it. Blow up a garden or, you know, it's like... (laughs) He'll reveal his master plan in two times. (laughs) Very well, but, uh... Since when do we do what Starstream tells us to do? But, uh... Last season? All of it? (laughs) Damn it, Sweetfire, where are you? (laughs) He's right and he's not even here. I'm... I'm on the bus. Please come get me. <laughs> I sense I Next. sense a fast bot crying out in pain. But he is in silence, unfortunately. <laughs> Alright, so what uh so while strike, you're gonna head over to that address you got? Yeah. I'll uh thank Magnum for his help. Alright, you and I'll head over. You need anything, you just call. I'll be with you. Alright, thank you. Uh, so yeah, it takes you uh, it takes you a few to get to that building there, Wild Strike. And once you arrive there, it is very nondescript. Uh, it is like there's no indication as to what it is. There is one small door on the northern side, and you head on up to the the door. There is a small buzzer on there. Uh, you press the press the the button to get access. Uh, the door slides open. There are two guards on the other side. Identify yourself. Wild strike. And they will stand aside and let you in. Okay. The uh, the second one there will tell you the bot you're looking for is down the second hallway, fourth on the right. Second hallway, fourth on the right. I'll make my way there. You walk down through this facility and you realize that is a, a prison. And it's not like any prison you know about either. Because this is not on any records that you've seen. You had no idea that there's a prison here in the middle of the city. And and yeah, as as you're you're walking through this, a great many of the cells are empty, but as you pass some, there are a few bots that you recognize. Maybe not friends with them, but you at least recognize. There is a large kind of truck-looking bot called a Motormaster. There is a, a bunch of ground vehicles. Uh, you recognize Wild Rider. You recognize Breakdown. Uh, you recognize Dead End. 
and you recognize a drag strip. We all sound like we're like gang members, and these are like our code names, you know? <laughs> and you know that uh, these are, are Decepticons, a, a member of a, a subgroup called the Stunticons. They're scattered throughout this facility. You pass by their cells, <coughs> and it's like they raise their head and kind of look at you as you, you walk by, but it doesn't look like they have much hope that you're there to get them out. You walk down the second hallway, and the fourth from the right, and you see a pretty beefy-looking orange and red Autobot. You step up to the cell. There's a red energy shield in front. Uh, Sandstorm looks up at you. Well, this is this is a bot that I never thought I'd see again. Usually when I put someone down, they stay dead. Hmm. So you did kill me. That's the first time someone's ever asked me that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair. But yes. Put a a bullet right into your spark casing. Huh. Brought you down myself. And you sure it was me, not someone else? You look the same as you did back then. Your name is Wildstrike, correct? It is. That was you. There was also a bot named Tremor, a bot named Tiltfire. Oh, that was the tank and the other jet, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I brought those down. Shot Tiltfire out of the sky. He came crashing down. Tremor was tougher put four bullets into him before he stopped moving. And even after that, it was hard to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not great, but I'm going to try a sense motive. Uh, 20. Yeah. Actually, it does. It seems like he's telling you the truth. You also don't think he has much of a reason to lie being in prison like this. No, it's just a very interesting story that I don't know what the truth is yet. (laughs) I might not want to admit that He's actually not nearly as good a jazz job as he said he was. (laughs) (laughs) They gave him a Nerf gun. (laughs) (laughs) Not from what you've seen there, uh, 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 Magnum, because like he's, like I said, he's a member of the the Wreckers, and that's again like Autobot Special Forces. If if the Wreckers decide to come after you, you're you're probably gonna die. (laughs) I want to know why all your badass NPCs all sound like they're from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Wrecker Texas Ranger. (laughs) I should have followed up when I saw your body was moved. Hmm. Oh well. Good to know for the future. Who moved it? Who moved it? I don't know. I assumed it was one of your people just moving the moving your carcass to the recycling center. Why did he kill you? Well, they're on the opposite sides of the war, weren't they, at the time? Yeah. I mean, it was just that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> How did you find us? How did you know where we would be? Well, I didn't know that you specifically would be there, but whenever whenever you see a Decepticon seeker, our standing orders were shoot to kill immediately. So just coincidence then? You were at Mangarai, I was at Mangarai. 
I suppose if our deployment orders took us in different places, we would have never met up. Most likely. Normally, I, I make extra certain that the bodies of my targets end up gone. But that wasn't an option during Mangarai. There was too much going on. Far too many of us. Can you tell me what was going on there? The battlefield was just pure chaos. If I remember right, you Decepticons hit Autobot Command pretty early in the offensive. And we didn't have much of a a leadership structure at that point. But the moment that happened, Autobot forces came down heavy on us. You outnumbered us. Dramatically. One of the reasons why the battle was such a stalemate. You guys couldn't pull tactics together, and there was just far too many, far too many for us to kill. Ended up a stalemate. Yeah, the battle, as he's describing, like you, you kind of get a little bit of flashes of the 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 battle, and it ended up being a an undecisive victory, <laughs> or I should say, a. a a non-decisive victory for anyone. Uh, technically, the Autobots won because they forced the Decepticon army back, but the Autobots lost so many that it was, it was effectively, it, it was that was a Pyrrhic victory on their side. Mm-hmm. And then, since they lost so many, Decepticon reinforcements just retook the the land. So the entire battle ended up being just a war over nothing. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and make an intelligence check. Or a wisdom check, whichever you'd prefer. Oh, boy. <laughs> intelligence. 22. Damn! What'd you roll? 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah there we go. Uh, something that he said has kind of struck a chord. He said that your body was moved, but how, how would he know that? I'm sort of curious why he made sure to finish off everyone he killed. Does this happen to him often? <laughs> I gotta finish them off because they come back. You said that my body was moved, but you didn't know by who. How'd you know it was moved? Well, that's because I put trackers in all my bullets. I want to make certain that if my targets get up, that I know where they are so I can finish the job. See, this happens all the time. Clever. (laughs) You were moved off-world, or off that planet. And they don't have that kind of range? Oh, no, I was able to track down where you ended up. You did? Where was that? You ended up in deep space somewhere. Out past Scarvix, about halfway between Cybertron and Velocitron. Near the world of Tiona. If memory serves, that's just within the Black Block Consortium territory. And that's where your tracker stopped transmitting. I had assumed that your body was destroyed in the tracker along with it. But I guess that wasn't the case. Someone repaired you, huh? Apparently. Oh, don't worry. If I ever get out of here, I'll be sure to finish the job. Well, I'll be looking forward to our next meeting then. 
He raises his hand, just points two fingers at you, and makes a shooting motion with it. <laughs> Definitely Texan. Be seeing you. Be seeing you, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn and walk away. All right, lots of interesting information for Wildstrike here. Do we want to check to see if, if, if well, I shouldn't probably say this, but if he still has that tracker in him? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All That's right. That's going to be a job for Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum PI. <laughs> to be continued on the next episode of Empire of Rust. From the secret files of Teletran 1. Empire of Rust is written and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Candidate Sweetspot, representative of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon Warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And Carapace, the Beast Soldier of Primitive Eucharis, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>